Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies and tech news. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. This week's beer of the show is... Francis Garner Heifer Weiss beer. If you say so. <laughs> so this is a wheat beer which I got a long time ago. It's called Premium Weiss Beer Nat- Nature Trube from Munich since 1363. So it's like this... Um, wheat-based beer that you find a lot of in, uh, say, Germany. And certainly when I went to Prague, we had a lot of wheat-based beer. Um, mm. I don't know why. It's, it seems to be very much an, East, an Eastern European thing. I could be completely wrong, but certainly this I have quite often. And what I've had before is it tends, tends to be quite creamy, but I've never actually had it cold. So, um, yeah. Well, mine is excessively cold because so mine. it was holding the back of the fridge and some of it was slightly frozen a minute ago. So <laughs> I, I think that's melted, but it's very cold. So let's, oh, let's crack these open. Mine's definitely sweating at the moment. So... Oh, with my nice new Christmas opener. Oh, yeah, I could see that very shiny bottle opener you're waving From around. From Flint and Flame, uh, because they all know that I like it. Anyway, oh, cheers. So, um, we have mm. a beer scale. I don't actually have a pint glass. Oh, shit, no. it's downstairs. Nope, it's downstairs. No. I've just been too much of a loser to go get it. Yeah, I, I've got a little tankard. It's not really good. I don't know how big it is. Hang on, let's see. Yeah, in... I've been drinking uh, fruit juice out of my normal tumbler and it's got like all fruit bits in it, so I don't really want Weiss beer and fruit bits. <laughs> that looks really good over there. And you can yeah. see how cloudy it is. Um, so, it's very cloudy. Which is why I think it's the part of the wheat thing. Now, <clears throat> so usually we read the label, but it's all in German. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, let's... Let, oh, we can't read that. Yeah, no, can't do that. Um, but we do have a, a rating out of five. So one, I hate it. Five, beer is amazing. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ed's just going to take a cheeky pick, I think. Yep, yep, got and the picture then, of the beer. So cheers. Cheers. Really hope you like this one, actually. Mm. Oh, it's just as good cold. Oh, yeah. It is nice cold. Now... Mm. I have had this before, I think, or I've certainly had very similar ones, if not this one. And I don't love them, but actually they're still quite drinkable. Mm. Like, there's a sweet aftertaste to this, right? Like, Yeah, slightly. It, I don't know is, is, is the honest answer to how I feel about these. <laughs> See, what about you? I, I like them. Um, I was introduced to them by my friend Tom Brown, um, and I started having them during uh, whenever I was doing Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, yeah, no, I just kind of got got used to them. I, I think when I went to Prague and I actually had a lot of their stuff, I started drinking things like Ho Garden and some of their local mm. wheat beer, and it really grew on me. And I found that actually, even though it was the height of summer, if it wasn't particularly cold, it could re- it really had a lot of um, character and flavour. The thing about it was. I had about eight pints of wheat beer in Prague, but when I woke up in the morning, I had, didn't have a hangover, um, which was amazing to me because I always get hangover. Like, yeah, even right, if yeah. I have like three or four, I always get hangover. So, vice beer tends to be like a, uh, a good little bit of tipple if I know, you know, what I call a bit of health. Um, either that or it could just be like we did actually have a meal before we went out and that could be the saving grace. But yeah, it, for me, it's got that personal story of... Um, kind of just you know nice nights with friends or out in a complete rogue city where i don't speak a single bit of the language but i know the beer's good you know it's mm. so it's just definitely grown on me so i guess for me i like it because all of last year i was dipping into um lambex and uh, yeah. do you remember i had that beer which was like um 
Oh god, I've forgotten how it was done, but it was like basically the yeast was actually collected from the air when they put it out on this press. So, I remember you talking about this. I can't remember what it was though. I've forgotten what it was, but it was very, very nice, but it also tasted slightly dusty. But mm. I thought it was beautiful. Um, the strawberry one of that, my friend doesn't like because he said it tastes like sick, and I understand what he means <laughs> by that. So you could be really hit and miss with these. But yeah. I love the Weiss beer. I think it's great. Um, but then, kind of like you and me, we both have our own weird taste. Like, you tend to like some of the more bitter ones. Like, mm. because of uh, Jubal's we had the other day, um, Morgan's been buying Jubal's a lot more, actually, recently, which I that think is amazing. That weird tangerine one, right? It's the peach one, yeah. Yeah, that's it, peach. Yeah. Mm. I... I actually I want to revisit that because that was was good. I want to see what other flavors they have. I'm quite interested in that because that's the one a beer, if you want to call it that. I still think it's a beer that um, Morgan actually wants to. He says like, yeah, I'd happily drink this. This is it doesn't really feel like a beer to me. It feels like a fruity something. Mm. <laughs> I wonder whether he'd like like the is it Creek, which is uh, the cherry cherry beers cherry wheat beers oh, and things Creek, like that. Yeah, you see, I don't know if he'd like that because I think that was the one I was talking about, which was. Um, uh, it was like Goose Boon, which I had. They also had mm. Goose Goose Creek, and that was really nice. I like it personally. I don't yeah. know if it's the same one. Um, for him, I think the thing with the Jubal is that it was quite light, and yeah. um, it was quite. It felt summery, and it wasn't too heavy. And I think anything that is heavy, he doesn't like personally. Of course, I can't say this because I'm not Morgan. So, I think that maybe that's something that we could do in a future episode. Get him on from his place, have a you know no giggity three-way uh, microphone webcam <laughs> hookup. Um, yeah, no, right. no, no cam girls included. I'm not doing a strip show from Bristol. Um, but maybe we'll see if he actually likes that because that's an interesting one. However, a creek is an older beer, so I don't know if that's that'll be really interesting. Mm. I think it's now probably worth bringing up the fact that you are in Bristol yes. and moving on to our weeks because <laughs> so this is the first properly rem like remote in quotations show that we've done. Like we've done, we've been in our own houses before, but you're in another city now. I'm you're literally in, in another city. Yeah. I'm on the outskirts of another city, weirdly enough. I'm in a place called Kingswood in Bristol. Um, so... I was made redundant. I've talked about it mindly on the show, kind of mid-November. I was offered a job uh, mid-December, and I started last week on the 7th. So everything's moved very quickly, so much so that I had people that didn't know I was leaving until literally like a few days before. So, I, you know, friends were seeing me on New Year's because that was the last time they were going to see me for quite some time. Um, and of course, I spent time with you and you got me this. You got me an awesome few gifts. You got me the Harry Potter egg thing. Oh, yeah. And my Frosty's bowl, which I eat cereal out of now. So you've helped me nice. out there. But yes, yeah, so I started a new job in a new place. Um, I'm getting used to the area. I've been cycling, which for anyone who knows me quite well, I'm a lazy shit. Um, I find it really tough to. Uh, Oh, I wouldn't say I'm not motivated. I'm definitely motivated. If I need to get up in the morning, I'll get up. But if I have no reason to get up, I'll stay in bed happily. Um, that may be a given for everyone, though. But yes, yeah, so I've been cycling 30 minutes to work and then 30 minutes back. But the 30 minutes back is all uphill. And it's an yeah. absolute bitch. Do you find it takes more like 45 minutes home? Yeah, yeah, totally. In the way there, I actually hit half an hour the other morning and I was so happy. But then it's because I know where to put in the work and then the rest of it is all downhill and it was just beautiful. But yeah. coming back is about 45 minutes to an hour. Like if I leave about 6 or 6.30, I'll get home 7, 7.30. It'll always be like nearly an hour at the moment because I'm just not mm. fit. I, honestly, I, I've been there. I mean, actually, funny enough, Kristen and I went out for a bike ride today, and I, I know exactly. I mean, it was what? We did a total of, I think, five miles, and it, it wasn't, none of it's particularly challenging, like Jack, you'll know, so from here to Cookfield, basically. Mm, mm. Um, 
so it's it's fine but i haven't been riding for very long at all like I, i've the last time i rode my bike was last year funnily enough but that was only <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago but yeah. um, quite a while ago and i remember when i started commuting to work on a bike for a year or so the first few weeks aren't comfortable it but it does get so much easier Oh man, yeah, my ass is so sore, no giggity. Like, <laughs> it's honestly that that got taken used to. Um, I'd get back in, I'd be like, my thighs are burning, I have to stretch them out, um, and saddle sore and all that sort of stuff. But mm. the bike itself is really, really good. Like, um, when when I do gain momentum, I found that even if I'm going uphill, instead of doing a few hard pedals and giving it some time, if I go down and then keep on going up and down and keep moving, eventually I gain momentum. The biggest annoyance is when someone cuts in front of you or they join the road and they go super slow and it stops mm. your momentum and that kills every drive and your legs then just die. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. You you want easier gear and spinning faster. Yeah. To kind of keep, I don't know. It's it's tough. You will then, like if you're not a bike rider, you take a while to kind of remember how to ride a bike. If you're not, yeah, I mean. yeah. And I found it harder because I felt like if I went down in a gear and I was going up this hill, that I'm fucking going nowhere but putting more work in. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'd rather put it up a slight gear and then put in the work, and then that knackers me out further. So I had to do these things where like I was cycling, had one foot on one pedal, and literally like putting my leg out straight to give it a rest, and then cycling <laughs> yeah. a bit more and doing it for the other side going yep. back uphill on the way back and yeah it was getting used to it. i realized i also don't have a pump so i've got to go get that um yeah i have to note that down for myself well done jack midcast but yeah it's um really really silly but getting used to that is quite is quite tough uh but it's also quite good for my health um i've been sleeping a lot better just purely because of you know new everything you're just tired all the time mm. so it's interesting because you're pretty much learning a lot of new stuff kind of refreshing old stuff and not i this isn't particularly like obvious knowledge but doing that and using your brain actually burns glucose yeah so it's just like working out a muscle you're burning energy whilst having to think so you're you're physically burning energy because you're riding and then you're using your brain a lot at work so no wonder you're knackered yeah yeah I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that but also I think last week because I've been I'll talk about it later on but I've been watching shows again mm. <clears throat> some minor crap shows I've probably talked about them before but I'll, I'll probably leaf over them minorly but um, I haven't been going to bed until like one in the morning and then I'll be fine in the morning when I wake up midday I hit this wall and I start <laughs> being tired start yawning and I'm sat next to one of the most important people in the company so it's like ah oh, damn it I need to be more awake um, but no, it's, uh, they're all nice. The people I live with are all nice. Um, really, this, the travel in's the only kind of bitch, and that's only because I'm unfit and not used to it. Mm. But so far, I think the most relatable thing I can talk about to this cast was actually we had a power outage last week. Um, <laughs> on Friday last week. Not last week, sorry, the week before when I first joined. Or was it Sunday? It was one of the, it was one of the days during the weekend, blah. So power went out, and I had nothing to do. So instead of sitting in the bed, I went down to the hedge no it's the horseshoe which is a local pub and it was the first time i'd gone there and just heard no no accent like ours it was they're all west country accents <laughs> and um and i'm just sat there you know you've got a few farmers kind of there people with their dogs you know some people who are really really drunk who you know have been drinking since like 12 oh, yeah. um everyone's very nice but it's kind of funny someone picked up on my uh on my voice because i called up a friend 
and uh, when I went up, it's like, all right, Mary Poppins, what'd you like? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, they, I just, I stood out like a sore thumb. Um, but I can happily say the cider was incredible. They just did Thatcher's Haze, which is probably my favourite cider. Yeah. And it's quite a popular and well-known one because it's quite sweet. And they use, I think, cooking apples or proper nice juicy apples for it, for the actual making of the cider. But it's cloudy and it's just awesome. Anyways, about three pints of that and X6 which was one of their local ales. And I went I went home and I, I fell asleep. I didn't wake up <laughs> until about half 11 and that's when the power came on. Well, that's all right then. Yeah, so that's a, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's been quite divulgent because I keep on going no. back to different beer things. But yeah, it was, uh, it was actually really nice. And so even though um, the pub itself probably doesn't, uh, it's, it's more of a local sort of thing, it was kind of nice that there was something nearby that I can just kind of escape and have a Thatcher's and chill out. And it's what, a couple of minutes walk away? Yeah, literally three minutes down the hill. It's That's like nice. it's so close. Um, I've also got my car I need to get serviced, but everything's, because I've got my car and I've got parking, everything else is easier. So hopefully I can actually do some. And this is another thing. I've uh, When we get to movies, I'll talk about kind of the lack mm. of actually seeing movies because I've moved. But I hope to actually go out and go find the local Cineworld and actually start going. So we've got something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's funny. I, I was going to ask you that question, but we'll, we'll get to that in yeah. movies in a bit. How about you? Um, to be honest, it's mostly just another week. Um, the only kind of interesting thing is that yesterday we actually booked our first city break of the year. And we're going to Prague. Fantastic. Um, so some uh, first weekend in March, I think it is, that we're going to go um, for, for three days, two nights, kind of the standard city break thing. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. And it's a beautiful it, you know, city. It, it, this thing, I know it is because I was there for like yeah. <laughs> 24 hours for work and saw it for like three. Um, and so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. There's, it'd be, if anybody's got kind of suggestions on what to do, I'd love to hear them for Prague. Obviously, you yourself, Jack, will have some stuff you did as well. Oh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> no it's definitely, I would say, uh, don't go to Goldfingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's a strip joint. Um, hence, you know, going on a stag do, you have to you get dragged to all the seediest places. But um, there's this wonderful place on the river, which my parents went to, um, called Lod Pivova, which was a uh, boat. And I said, bugger it, I know that there's a place here which does good beer. I want to go there. Mm. And the thing about this boat is they do all their beers on the boat. It's like a boat brewery. Now, right? is, is this brewery near the big bridge, like the Charles Bridge? Is one it of them, there? yeah, 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 very yeah. close. Um, but I went in there and I had a pint of Remorca, and it's still probably one of the nicest beers I had out there. Because it was like the head of the beer was really lemony and the body was creamy. And that's a weird thing Ooh. to say about the beer. But even when I was slightly hungover, I was like, that was almost like a breakfast beer and it was great. Um, we spent a lot of time there, but also because I'll, I'll be honest, we didn't really plan other places to go <laughs> for most of it. So I definitely say pre-plan before you go. I've got quite a lot of sources. Even my parents were saying, because I actually would like to go back one day and actually do a proper tour. Because mm. the city was beautiful, but I was under I was there under very different premises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not there to sightsee as such, but no. you'll certainly see some sights, but oh, not yeah. sightsee. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that was kind of my week, really. Like, Fantastic. It's just, it's just another one. I'm looking forward to that in March. Um, but I guess let's move on to gaming. Yeah, dude. Uh, do you want to start with your week? You've Battlefield, I've seen you've been playing a lot of that. I have been playing a lot of Battlefield 5. Um, so Battlefield 5 is a really tough game. Um, it's very tough because you also have different roles. So you have like an assault role where you 
you can like blow up tanks and you can go in as your general soldier. You've got a medic who, you know, if somebody gets shot down, you can revive them. You've also got a gun of your own. You can do loads of nifty, really cool things. You've got an, um, support who's like a guy who's a massive machine gun or a shotgun and just lays down suppressive fire so then people can move up. And then you've got my favorite, which is recon, which is sniping. So, you yeah. know, you can kind of like spot people from afar, get those one shot head kills that feel oh so good because you get this ting as soon as it hits someone. <laughs> Um, but it's also dead hard because people do move really fast and or if you have lag you get shot to hell but um, I I have a really love-hate relationship with this game because there's so many bugs and it's so unfinished um, that lots of stupid things happen like my friend Phil was playing this and then suddenly he none of his weapons worked uh, Slacker Phil who was with us a few months ago none of his weapons worked nothing was showing in his inventory That's at all broken yeah everything was broken I tried to revive someone I picked up the person's body pushed it down on the ground picked it up again and then threw him off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, my, med my medic must have been like, ah, it doesn't matter anyway, here's a Ghana. And then it's ran fine. on. Yeah, there's so many bugs in this game, but honestly, it's quite fun. Um, Battlefield 5, I'd say, if you're going to buy it, I'd say buy it on sale because even though I'd say the game's worth it because I'm enjoying it a lot and I'm getting a lot out of it, mm. uh, it's just not, it doesn't feel finished. It doesn't feel finished at all. So are you, because it's on Origin, right? Effectively, yeah. you have to buy it on Origin. So I'm just curious, what did you pay for it? I think I paid about 24 quid. Okay. Because I can see it. There's a sale price. I can see it on like cdkeys.com, which I've got that's a few things one. from before. Um, that's like 30 quid. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. like to try it. But the last Battlefield game I played was 2142. And I think that was like early 2000s, maybe. I'm going to yeah, Google yeah. it now. Um, <laughs> because... I, and I loved that. I mean, I really, really loved it. It had actually quite an interesting campaign. It's set in the year 2142. Yeah. Um, yeah, from 2006. Wow. Um, and that was a lot of fun, actually. And yeah. I remember that the classes, by the sound of it, are very similar still. Um, yes. Your medic recon support. That's Wait, the one. Does the support one have, like, is it like an engineering type thing? Yeah, that's the one. So you can also fix tanks. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they've got like battlefield. a little submachine gun thing. Mm. Yeah. I tell you what is nice, though is if you have your own squad so like I played with my friend Phil quite a lot and we have a load of fun and sometimes people are like oh I'm going to A join me and I do that but I'm waiting for when two of my other mates actually start playing again so we can have a full squad so we can actually like have those roles so you know maybe I'll be the medic because Phil really likes playing sniper and Paddy mm. can do the assault and we've got we've got all those different kind of mixes and I'm enjoying looking I'm really looking forward to doing that with them because having also moved to Bristol I can't do airsoft at the moment and <laughs> yeah kind of killing me uh, I will be coming back to do it one weekend soon but not not having the opportunity to do it is weird yeah and so I that's, think that's it, scratching the itch <laughs> you you've um you said you quite like playing the sniper but how I found I played most of the, these first person shooters basically any FPS that isn't overwatch I tended to use like the assault rifle as a single shot sniper yeah yeah lots of people so do I'd that find some kind of like the biggest scope assault rifle that you could and actually kind of do that because yeah. it's much more versatile than the just the straight up sniper and i i obviously i was probably fairly useless because assault troop kind of should be kind of slightly more frontline than i probably was <laughs> but it's just it's just a slightly different play style and actually i think the i think it's the lagging balls question of the week was like what ability would you like to ha your like your favorite hero to have or something that they don't already in any game 
and mine was to let like Soldier 76 and Overwatch have that right click slight zoom so you can do that that'd be cool yeah but I, I don't know we'll see I, I'd like to play it I, maybe I'll pick it up sometime next month or something we'll see if, um, you, if you can get it like cheaper then that's fine because who knows if they do do uh, any updates to it it'll be nice to see some welcome bug fixes but I'll be honest I think they're lazy shits and they won't I'd, I want <laughs> them to stand me wrong I want them to step to proved me wrong but at the moment i've not had a single update since i got it um kind yeah. of you know mid-december however all that aside i'm having a lot of fun and there's also something else i really like about the sniping in it unlike things like uh, um overwatch and other bits when you aim with a sniper in this you've actually got bullet drop so mm. so this is nice which i liked about it was um when i was at airsoft this guy was telling me about how when he was in the army they talk about zeroing their sights and different meters and knowing where to shoot so you'd have to aim really far up to get someone x amount of yards like 15 football fields long or something like that mm. and uh, the worst thing you can do is literally going up to someone just going and turning their dials because it completely throws <laughs> them off unless they have them written down so one guy had all of his um, his sight stuff written down in a little notebook that he had in his pocket just in case someone decided to mess with him yeah, but right. you, you do have that so if you have the Lee Enfield rifle or say like 60 metres and I did it the other day I was like well that guy's probably about 150 metres because I've kind of guessed that and I got a direct headshot and he missed me so he hit the rock just below me and I got him a dead <laughs> headshot because I could actually set the zeroing distance to further and that yeah. felt so rewarding um, to get that shot and it made me feel like a bit of a don um, but I'll be honest I usually play medic because I like I like resing people who are clearly new to the game and just going straight up the scoreboard because you're helping teammates out it's so yeah. funny uh, yeah, but yeah I, enjoyable I game I like playing the supports as well it's a good yeah. time especially Anna <laughs> exactly yeah so moving on to that then uh, yeah because we're definitely going to be talking about WoW soon and I know you've got a lot into yeah. WoW so I really want to hear that um, basically I've been playing lots more Anna and in competitive I've actually picked up Zenyatta again and oh really? Trying, yeah trying to get used to Zenyatta because I find that on attack um, if you've got a really rolling team like two tanks and some quite uh, if you, you know, if, if all your team are quite protected and I'm playing Anna sometimes I feel like we could be outputting more DPS um, mm. because there's not as much healing going on. There's not my we're steamrolling, um, and we did that the other day, where I went in as um, Zenyatta and I managed to kill Widow. I managed to kill Ash. Um, I managed to uh, take Diva out of her mech by dancing around. And then <laughs> when um, Zarya did her bomb and they did a uh, Hanzo ult, I then managed to. Um, use the uh, tranquility to save everyone on the point and that was on um, Junkertown and that felt so great like I actually felt that's the first time it clicked and Morgan's been kind of telling me a few bits like oh maybe you should do this like aim slightly in front or, or try and uh, prioritise who you're using your debuff orb on um, so that's mm. kind of nice seeing it from a different side because I never play that character um, but I played Anna so well on this defence map the other day that I got play of the game and I also got like three friend requests and that was so good. I was like, thank you. Like, That's you know, pretty cool. like people chucking roses at you on stage after a performance. It was like that. <laughs> so good. So yeah, at the moment I'm quite happy. I still haven't finished my placements. I've done five out of 10. Um, but one of those placements was definitely a good one. <laughs> That's how I found my placements are so inconsistent normally with these things. And it, it, it's really frustrating sometimes, mm. but I guess it's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what have you been up to in WoW? Um, so not as much as yourself, but uh, I got I managed to get revered with 7th Legion rep. And um, 
because it's really really good now because you can do all the the world quests in Nazmir if you're Alliance and get normal Seventh Legion rep that way. But you've yeah. also got Darkshore. You've got the Arathi Highlands when Darkshore's not up. Um, mm. And you've also got so you've got invasions. You've also got the siege and world quests. So you might get the weekly emissary for it as well. So there's so yeah. much you can do to gain your seventh legion rep faster now. Um, so I recently gained I, I gained revered yesterday, and I'm already like um, nearly a quarter away into revered just from doing the invasion and some other bits today. Yeah, <laughs> and I I, I I agree. I think the seventh legion stuff is actually easier than. And I assume it's probably the same for like Honorbound and stuff, but it's, ah, yeah. it's easier than like the Tortolan Seekers one. That's it. And because there's more you can do. Yeah. And so much so, like I, I was playing Disc earlier and um, I've been gaining so much gear. I even got like a 390 belt. And I was like, nice. why can't I get that on my Rogue? <laughs> yeah. As is the way. But um, I managed to keep a team up when we were doing the invasion today because we all got kind of like shredded upon by the horde. And I managed to get Alliance Soldier, which is after you get, uh, I think, 10 honor kills on your own. And I was like, mm. discipline. That was the first time. And all I did was dot people up. I must have like had the last tick of the dot hit them and kill them. Um, but yeah, I had that, and suddenly I was uh, I got messages saying, "Hey, is somebody actually called Bob on this server?" By the way, all the horde want to kill Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I literally had to find a mage. And there was this one moment where I hid in a bush, and I saw a stream of horde players. Like they can see you on the map, they can see this little logo on the map. And I saw them all at the foot of this hill. I managed to jump down and hit this little ridge with this mage, and they're all <laughs> at the foot of this hill trying to find me, and they couldn't find me, and I managed to portal out in time. Because I didn't want to die, I wanted to like keep my rep. You don't keep it when you portal out. Your your thing goes. Yeah. You reset to zero. But that was scary. That was honestly scary. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I yeah, it's interesting with war mode on and stuff as well. I haven't had it on for a while, and actually, I'm enjoying not having it yeah. on. But it's. I I can absolutely imagine that being interesting. <laughs> scary. How about you? You know, I've I've actually. I can't say I have finished it, but I'm almost finished with Pathfinder Part 1. And I Amazing. know most people are, like, super done with this already. But, like, the thing that's been holding me up is the amount of world quests. Because yeah. I spent so little time out in, like, um, uh, is it Zordazar? Yeah. The Horde bits. I, yeah. I, I barely went over there unless I had to for, like, some of the... the um, war campaign stuff and even then i did the war campaign stuff really late in my kind of journey i'm with you so you had to do like 100 unique world quests and i was at like 60 <laughs> and so i then had to find another 40 odd world quests from somewhere and obviously that meant probably spending more time in the horde zones and then the other day i ran out of world quests that i hadn't done before and i've got like eight to go still so that was frustrating to say the least to be kind of a bit stuck and and because there's no way of knowing that you have actually done something like if you if you do the world quest and it turns out you haven't done it your counter will go up on the achievement but like there's a bunch of champions of azeroth ones which are the same but not like they're all like there's like three different types there's like azerite mining there's there's something else and then there's something else. like there's three different it. types azeroth yeah, open exactly. wins and all that stuff yeah but there's, they're the same, but they're slightly different in different places. But I can't remember whether I've done the same quest, whether I've done that one before or not. But the most frustrating thing I ran into was world quests that I know I've never done before that are marked as world quests, but don't count towards the counter. What? What? Yeah. 
So, you know the Horde invasions and the Alliance invasions and stuff? So, yeah. the Horde were invading uh, Drastvar. So, I had never defended that. I'd never done any of those quests. And they, they say, they pop up as a thing. World quest, this, that, the other. Do this thing. Defend, defend this area. Blah, blah, blah. None of them count. Like, so I did like four or five of them and my counter is still at like 92 out of 100. And I'm like, why? What's the point? Why is it? And I actually submitted a bug, and in fact, I'm going to just log into the game now and see whether I've had any response from it. I'd be surprised, but that is broken as far as I'm concerned. That is weird. Because cause it's a world quest. It says it's a world quest. I've never done it. Maybe it's possible that I've done one of them before at one point, but like I've definitely not done all five. Mm. God, the game sound is really loud in my ears. There we go. Okay. Um I'm, my character is currently wielding two massive maces, like two <laughs> giant sledgehammers that I found from wherever, which is which is quite fun. But um, it's very the other thing annoy yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why I love Fury because you just just look ridiculous with the two massive two-handed weapons. Now, I, the other thing I've been doing is actually a bit of profession stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Like actually doing some cooking and fishing, which I've never normally bothered to do, because I think I started it because I was doing... Oh, yeah, there was a world quest that I hadn't done out in the Horde Zones, which was cooking. And I was like, fuck it, it's it's an easy recipe, I can just do it. And I was like, if I'm starting leveling cooking, I might as well level cooking. And that means leveling fishing because you need fish to level cooking. Yeah. Especially at the lower levels of it because you basically need, like, fish oil for the main recipe and that's about which it. Which is funny because... When, when I started, my friend uh, saw this thread on WoW on the Reddit thing that said that you can buy fish oil from a vendor. So I, st- I stacked up on fish oil and got it really, really high, like quite early. And then they <laughs> bug fixed it, but I bought loads. So I don't, I don't have to get fish oil on my Rogue at the moment. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I kind, of, I kind of cheated the system like a little prick. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tom. But yeah, it was... Uh, we, we did it that way, but it's really, really cool to do that. Somebody told me today about the Stranglethorn Vale fishing conquest, con- contest, mm. and um, it happens every Sunday at 2 p.m. server time, um, and because they moved realms, so there's, like, loads of realms, instead of it being the top three of the server, it's now top 50 of, like, the most, like, all these different realms together fishing. So. Oh, really? Yeah, so like on my priest, I've got really high fishing, but I've done none of the Zandalari fishing. So I was thinking of doing that next week, every night, mm. spending a bit of time doing the fishing again. Get up to max because I'd then have max fishing for the goodness knows what for the expansion. Because yeah. I, I found it really relaxing, and uh, I've even got my jeweled fishing rod. I've got my gloves for the fishing enchantment. I've got the hat, which gives you extra fishing um, and all the buffs. So I'm ready for this contest. So have you? got the add-on called fishing buddy no so i've i've just i've just added it but basically we were talking about this over on the uh the world of warcast discord the other day and basically what it can do is it's as soon as you go somewhere where you can fish it automatically like can switch you into your fishing outfit oh that's cool and it keeps a track of what you get and what you do and everything i haven't really played around with it myself it just seems interesting like and it seems you've done a lot of fishing before. It might be handy oh, for you yeah. to explore. Um, uh, yeah, it's called Fishing Buddy, I think it is. So much so, I got my Dalaran coin in Wrath so quickly. And so mm. I just kept on flicking it because I know other people were monotonously sitting there. Because I used to do that before raids. I'd fish before raids um, yeah. in this pond because there's nothing else to do. I'd already got my buff food and everything. So nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the other thing I've kind of started doing is on my Druid, kind of just getting 
getting the zones unlocked really because obviously when you m- move a new character in there's kind of just the faff of getting things together and a few intro yeah. quests that you have to do and so i'm just gonna i think i'm gonna do it differently is because it's another alliance character i'll just do the bare minimum to get to 120 i think yeah and it's difficult because it's hard just to be like Passive. rush 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 and just not touch anything but there's no point well this is the thing this is what I've been doing with my priest I've been trying to get him to uh, exalted with the 7th legion purely because I wanted to start a dark iron um, mm. that's the entire point of the priest at the moment and yet I'm doing all these ancillary things like doing the fishing thing next week because it's towards the salty achievement and if I did do it then it'd be massive but that's it like once I've got the dark iron going I don't need my priest anymore apart from fishing um, which is a really weird thing so I'm in that same vein I really want to because that dark iron's going to be kind of like my main thing to do until mm. classic comes out um and occasionally jumping on my rogue because the new content's out soon but i never really gain any gear on my rogue so it's kind of you know i don't really know where i am at the moment with that but yeah i know what you mean i mean i think i'm at yeah three three forty one on my item level and i it's fine that's a lot better than i was recently hmm. i can i can jump into heroics no problem um i think i'm okay for like mythic zero but i haven't really touched it that much to be honest and i think really that's the only way i'm going to kind of get some decent upgrades yeah dude do your mythics um you also get your uh, your chest every week um when you do your mythics free that's gear the thing, isn't it yeah it's amazing makes a I, big difference i geared up so fast with my rogue i know i just complained about not getting gear but literally the only time i did get gear was by doing that or being dragged mm. into a uh, a um a mythic 10 and having seven disconnection issues so much so i nearly threw my pc out the window <laughs> I felt guilty because it's timed and it was getting me stressful. Um, it also says here quickly that you were wanting to get into PvP again. Yes. Um, now, this is something we were talking about the other day with Ali, a little project that we're wanting to try and do. I won't actually explain what that is. Well, you'll know when we're ready to release it. But okay. basically, it involves doing a bit more PvP. And I really mm. love doing PvP towards the end of Legion. And that's kind of the point of me leveling my druid. I'm almost almost curious to see what happens if I just do PvP. How fast will I actually level? I mean, I'm sure people have done this before, but I... Because obviously you get XP from doing PvP. Oh, you do. And also you'll get such a good handle on your character by doing that. Because mm. it forces you. If you want to play good, you have to know your class. And you can ask other people. I did that about Shadow Priest the other day. And I had much better luck with it. Same with the Rogue. I found a new thing and it works so well. I can literally now stun lock people to death <laughs> great <laughs> I, yeah i hate that when that happens it's, it's i bet <laughs> it's, it's like i just have nothing to counter it and you're just sat there going okay i'm dead now makes up for all the shit pvp i do on my priest <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see i i don't know the other thing i was trying to do with the druid was actually play balance because when i first started the druid i really wanted to play a boomkin because I wanted to cast her, but I also didn't want to level like a major or warlock or something. Um, so I'm going to try that, but I don't. I'm much more comfortable with feral, so we'll see. Like, and the feral is kind of quite like a rogue in some ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that I, worked really well for me in PvP. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm, I've never been good, but I've been. I felt like I could contribute to to the match basically, which is which is all I need. So I think I that's a, great. 
No, I agree. I think that's always one of the... I've always found that about you, that you kind of like being able to dip into everything, kind of being more helpful instead of just like, this is my role. Mm. Um, and Which I always found weird with uh, Ismanoi, because I still, whenever you tell me Ismanoi, I always think of this orc, this <laughs> bald orc with green shoulder pads and that Hellblade you get from Hellfire Peninsula. Yeah. That was the earliest thing I had of seeing Ismanoi, this level 60, level 70 warrior bashing about and stuff. Um but to kind of see where you went from being a warrior and there are times where throughout your life, of course, yeah, you went off to university kind of like I did and you did all these different bits, but you didn't, nothing really kind of kept you. You kind of jumped in and out of WoW because that was kind of how it was. Mm. Um, to have these things like Druid and to have these alts that you can dip into now is quite nice. Like, you know, if I'm bored of my rogue, I've been playing my priest and even though I've been doing it for the dark iron stuff, I've been enjoying like doing both sides of the story. Yeah, it's been... I mean, I haven't touched the Horde side, and that's that's something I need to look at. And I guess if my Druid was Horde side, I'd probably do a lot more of it. But I I don't know. The only real alt I've got is like a Priest that's undead and possibly a Blood Elf Demon Hunter, I think. Is Kjarg? Yes, Kjarg, I still remember, the I still remember when we started it. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> also... Um, mm. Um, that was another thing I've just forgot no um, the Taranda you do the warrior quest line you could do that to unlock the new warrior uh, night elf skin you know that I, she becomes the night warrior I've not done it yet but I might do it on my priest I'm not sure I've done that um, I guess I'd know if I've done that mm. um, so that's interesting uh, this is very strange I, so I've just opened the game again and now if you are on the character screen and I spin my character around, the belt he's wearing, like, flies around. Like, this stuff. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? But that's very strange. He's got, like, a, a floppy ballsack thing. <laughs> flappy ballsack belt. Is that yeah, that's the name I'm, of the show? Flappy balls... The flappy? Flappy ballsack belt. Great. Fine, fine. Let me just name this now before I forget. Um, oh, damn anyway. it. Anyway. But, yeah, um... You can do it. So what they've what I found that they're doing with WoW now is that because their creation is becoming that much easier, they're they're starting to add all these allied races. And I mm. think that it's it's a bit late, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, but it's kind of cool that they're doing it. So like we're getting Dark Irons finally, and I can't wait to fucking play this Dark Iron. But also you've got Zandalari trolls coming out soon. You've got the 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 High Mountain Tauren that were coming out. You've got all these other extra bits there, um, and that's so cool to see. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're bringing in more of, especially like, you know, even these tiny customizations to already existing races like the Night Warrior Night Elf. I think that's mm. a super wicked idea that during current content, it's like, oh, if you do this, you can unlock this. So if you want to level again as this like Nightfallen uh, Night Elf or if you want to reskin, you know, it also pushes people towards the service. I mean, that's I always felt the Void Elves were like Night Elves, but with pointy ears. Pointy yeah, ears. I agree. I agree. And I haven't enjoyed playing my Void Elf at all. Oh, really? I've not uh, even touched them. It, yeah, I can't remember whether it's... Do you know what? This thing, I don't even know. I can't remember what it is. But I, it was either a Void Elf or a Nightborn. And I can't remember. It was just... I just didn't enjoy it. I don't know I've what it no is. For it. And it was just not entertaining. I'm with you. Same with the Nightfall Strain. It's cool that they're bringing them all out. But I'm only really interested in Dark Irons because I've wanted a Dark Iron for so damn long. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's it. It's a... Uh, do you know what? I can't even tell. Uh, oh yeah, Nightborn Warlock that is stuck at level 25, so all of five levels in, and I'm not going to move it. I, I'm Fair just, enough. I can't be asked. Yeah, there's um, nothing there. Cool. 
Yeah, so, I think that's it for gaming. Yeah, pretty. I'm sure I'll actually have more for next time um, because I'm trying to be a bit more ambitious. But that was cool. Lot, lot covered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's loads of stuff we could talk about with WoW because um, new patch news and stuff. But hey, just go on WoWhead. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to movies and TV. Uh, I actually watched quite a lot of stuff this week. Um, I think I'm going to start with something like Aquaman because I can't remember whether I actually spoke about that on the show. I know like, I spoke to you about it. It was actually really good. Yeah? Like, nuts. Completely nuts. But actually good fun. Um, it, it was probably helped that we watched Justice League about a day before we went for the first time. And that was not fantastic. It was, it was a film, but I, I didn't love that at all. Whereas Aquaman was just like full-on bonkers insanity from start to finish. Good popcorn good. film. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. Like, actually, I would strongly recommend seeing that. I mean, it's a bit like it may, it may still be in cinemas for some people, but like, it, it was good fun. And that's like, good. I'm glad. It was deserving of the big screen. Oh, that's even better. I mean, that's something I was worried about. I was like, is it going to be a piece of shit? Or I know they got a good cast, but I was like, I had no idea. Because I'm not, you know me, I'm not, I like superhero things, but I'm not usually massively into it. Mm, I don't. I don't mm. have any Deadpool or Spider-Man merch at all, um, no. but it's cool. I'm. I am finding that I, I like what they've done because Aquaman is always a, a, a scene of ridicule throughout <laughs> the years, yeah. and now they've got something kind of more like I am Aquaman. Check mm. out yeah, my rippling muscles. Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. There like you go. Yeah, and he fits perfectly. I, I really think he does. Um, he's he's funny when he needs to be, which is a lot of the time. But also, he's pretty damn good at the serious stuff, too. Cool. Um, uh, kind of on the superhero thing, um, literally yesterday we went to see Into the Spider-Verse, and damn, that was good. I um, I think that's the one that, if it's still out, I'll be seeing in the cinema next weekend if I get my car serviced. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I'd be surprised if it isn't, because I think the Bristol City World is quite big, so hopefully it's still out, and it's been very popular and uh, do you know what justifiably so because it was so good so good like out, out of 10 and no sorry out of a slack is five easily a four easily a four easily a four yeah yeah that good huh fuck it's totally different but it was good really way. good sweet is there well i i know you don't want to give me any spoilers but is there mm. something which stood out which when the film ended you're like i like this out of the film like this is what made it such a good film I, I think it is... So, so, okay, Into the Spider-Verse, there is... It's actually... There is a comic for this. I think it's a series of comics that basically there are multiple different universes and alternate realities and blah, 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 blah. And there is a different take on Spider-Man in each one of those universes. And in this film, I think it's five or six of the... Maybe even seven come together for various reasons. I mean, that's the main plot point of the film. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell you why that is, but... Just that interaction and how they bring in each of the different characters is just really, really good. And I think there's a universe where Gwen Stacy is a Spider-Man or Spider-Woman, and <laughs> cool. she's 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 probably one of the better characters in the film as well. And the I, the costume for her was great. Really enjoyed that like whole character, and it was it, it was nice that all seven different characters or whatever it is felt equal, even though you were in another Spider-Man's universe, like our world where Miles Morales is now Spider-Man for various reasons. <laughs> so it was, it, 
a lot, honestly, a lot of fun. And That's just cool. the art style is fantastic. Brilliant. Because you've seen the trailers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember seeing one of the trailers with you after a, yeah. one of the films that we saw, one of the Marvel films. Yeah, it was. I think it was done as like a tag after one of the recent ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, can't remember which one, though, off the top of my head. No. Might have been like Ant-Man or something, but yeah. Um, I definitely recommend that. Definitely recommend it. Um, the nice thing is it's not anything to do with the MCU, which may, may kind of confuse some people. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, another Spider-Man film. Actually, no, it's not, but it is. Don't worry about it. Just go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too much. It's fine. And it's a cartoon. That's, that's, that's the other thing to like flag up. It is not like a big, shiny live action thing, but it is still... Really nicely done. Yeah. Yeah, basically, that's, that's it. Um, so before I move on to kind of like my TV stuff, what have, what have you seen? Um, so actually, mine's literally only TV. Because, I mean, of the last few weeks, I mean, you know, I watched Christmas films when I was back at home. But after that, uh, the only thing I have been watching, and I may have mentioned it before on the show, but I may not have, is something that I revisited because um, uh, it was The Young Pope, which was a TV series which has got Jude Law as a young pope. Mm. And um, it's really expertly done. I, for the life of me, I can't think of the director's name. But it, if you have Sky, I'd definitely give it a watch because it's not really what I call overly Catholic or overly preachy, but it's just a really well-shot TV show. Um, and also, like, there's all these other bits, so you kind of see this guy. Uh, so Jude Law is playing a pope called Pope Pius Thirteenth. And it's about how this young guy got elected in conclave. And technically, so in the Catholic Church... Um, when a pope dies, all the cardinals, who are all these dudes dressed in red, all get together in St. Peter's, no, sorry, in the Sistine Chapel, and they do what they call conclave. So they all get together and vote who's going to be the next pope. Like, vote, like, you know, prime minister votes, but not. And if it's black smoke, they haven't chosen a pope. Yeah. And it, that's lasted once up to three years it took them to decide a pope. <laughs> um, but when it's white smoke, it, they choose the pope. So, you know, for this time around, it's Pope Francis. But they're usually quite old, so that mm. you have quite a high turnaround of popes. Having a young pope is a weird thing because they're pope the entire life, unless they do what Pope Benedict did, which was say, fuck this, I'm out, hey, let's have another pope. And he became yeah. Pope Emeritus, um, which is like basically saying I'm a retired pope, but technically I'm still pope in a weird okay. way. It's, it's yeah. really fucking confusing, even to me as a Catholic. But even as a non-Catholic watching that show, it's just kind of cool seeing all the different plays because you see the Vatican um, through the show as a political tool as well. So you've got this constant struggle between like the religious side of this guy being the Pope and also the political side and this underlying tone of Jude Law's character being an orphan so that the fact that his parents abandoned him when he was young kind of resides throughout the show and kind of mm. really has an informal decision on how he works and um i mean even if you don't really like it i definitely suggest on episode one he does this homily and it's called lenny's dream homily and it's hilarious so it's all about like the worst thing a pope would say when he's uh, when he says hello to everyone in saint peter square <laughs> so when a pope is elected they all shout habemus papam which is like we have a pope and then he goes out on the papal balcony and says like you know what pope francis did he goes buona sera and everyone goes oh it's so cute blah, blah, blah. and they do their address and say like pray for me pray for me on the thing but then um Lenny goes out and starts saying, you know, what have we forgotten? What have we forgotten? We've forgotten you. We have forgotten to masturbate. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, 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 what's happening? Um, 
it's it's a great show. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that so much so. Like during the week, I was getting to bed at about like one a.m. just because I was like, oh, another episode. But each episode's like an hour long. Um, right. Yeah. They are doing another season, and the second season, the Pope is supposed to be John Malkovich. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, the Pope. The, the Pope is in the next season is going to be John Malkovich, I think, which is amazing. So they might have like an older Pope for the second that's season, strange. a different kind of young Pope. I don't know, yeah. but that's what I've been watching. Um, it's good fun. I think for me personally, I love the way it's been shot. That's what I like. It's pretty. Um, mm. And sometimes I will watch something for its artistic kind of thing, even if sometimes the story shit. Like I yeah. watched Vikings last week and. The series is this season has been pretty crap. Apart from every, every now and then, you'll have this one killer episode which makes you feel about how it used to, but it still feels like the writing's gone. Boo! Yeah, I mean, it's what ten up. seasons now, or something ridiculous. It's like nah, it's more like I think this is season five, but it's more like season oh, really? six. It's more like season yeah. six, but they're quite long. They're also like an hour each episode, half an hour to forty minutes, mm. maybe to an hour. Um, mm, whether it's it, the young pope's only one season long yeah i mean that's kind of brings me on to some of the tv i've seen which was the the main thing was a series of unfortunate events which is amazing because i read the books now you see i haven't this is this is what's interesting now can you remember how many books there are no um probably i think like i i read at least six maybe okay and okay. they were so, they were short so the the first series was genuinely fantastic. This is a, this is a Netflix original series, and it, the uh, Count Olaf is played by um, fuck, what is his name? The guy from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about Neil Patrick Harris. There Neil we go. Patrick Harris. Uh, he's he's just hilarious. Like the, the the whole setup of the show is there's the the Baudelaire orphans who are there's a brother and sister who are about the same age, kind of what like. 12 they're young yeah they're young 12 yeah 15 ish yeah i'm not even sure they're necessarily meant to be that old but that's how it seems and then there's then there's sunny who is like a baby basically but the whole pre- the whole premise is utterly ridiculous that the, these these orphans get sent to count olaf who basically he wants the fortune like the fortune that they the bird of their family fortune. Yeah, yeah, that they'll get, he'll get when they come of age. It's all ridiculous. Like in the first season, he ends up marrying like the fucking girl who's like twelve. It's it's all weird, but the 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 way it's shot, the the creative use of language throughout it, just the, the sheer insanity of it is just fantastic. But also the opening sequence is, it's it's a. A musical number called look away and basically it's like don't watch this thing it's just depressing is, is it on is that all... is it on netflix even yeah That's seriously that West. watch it <laughs> i will i will because i loved it did is there have they done the the lacrimose leeches yet have yes you done that they're, they're in season two i think oh amazing because i loved that bit that that story was very scary the house on the cliff yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that was yeah. wicked Oh, so cool. That's awesome. There's so to much hear. crazy stuff in it. And I think you'd really like it, especially if you've read the books. It'll be really interesting to kind of see it brought to life. Um, now, there's yeah, a total of three seasons, and we've just finished the third and final season. Wow. And it was only released like a couple of days ago. Um, so we kind of, <laughs> it was about seven hours of stuff, I think, maybe. Um, that's from like Friday evening till yesterday. We just We just watched it. It was so, so good. 
Now, the second season, and I, d I won't go into too many kind of spoilery things, but obviously you've read the book, so you kind of know what's going on. It's just ridiculous all the way through. Yeah. Um, it was fine the second season, but it felt a little bit just like more of the same and nothing was ever going anywhere. A bit dry. Yeah. It was more like it didn't have, seem to have a point to it. Yeah. Whereas this third season is just like the first one it's fantastic start to finish it's like there's actual progression in the story rather than like yet another random bunch of disguises from Kanto Lav so I, for a season that wrapped itself up so well given how many storylines there were I think it did so well like it was just the, just honestly the creative use of language all the way through it is is so good I, I really really recommend this I, like I say the second season it's fine it's just it's still good it just felt a bit slow because it didn't get anywhere it's like the middle act and it's just like <laughs> but i yeah really enjoyed it and i definitely recommend watching it sweet thank now, you i only, will i think i think you'll really enjoy it i haven't read the books and i'm almost tempted to read the books but at the same time i'm like i don't because if it's too similar to the books i will just be like i've seen this yeah i'm with you it so get I don't boring. know. Mm. Cool. Now, I actually haven't watched all of this, but the the Punisher season two trailer has dropped, and already it looks more bonkers than the first series, and that was so, so good. It. Yeah. Of of all the Marvel TV shows, it was the most brutal and in your face and fantastic. Like there, it go for me, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher the first series are all fantastic like absolutely perfect this one looks like they're going to take it even further for the punisher and it's just interesting to see where it goes but also concerning because marvel have well not marvel netflix have binned all of the other series god like, fair enough they've all been cancelled and yet i don't know what's going to happen with this so that's kind of disappointing um, we'll see because they cancelled it and yet Marvel are like yeah that wasn't actually our choice but we kind of think it's a thing where Netflix don't officially it's produced for Netflix but it's not produced by Netflix Yeah, and Netflix are going to be like we need to own everything we have because effectively Disney is going to start up with their channel soon with their kind of subscription service <laughs> so Disney own all the Marvel stuff so it wouldn't surprise me if Marvel ends up with stuff on Disney that competes. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's out kind of in the next month or so. Um, it's back in, ooh, a week's time. Ooh. Yes. When's Lucifer coming back? Uh, do you know what? I don't know. Um, I think probably summer. I hope so. Thank you, Netflix. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, Lucifer Netflix release date. <laughs> the verb. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was saying the 25th of January, but that's Google not interpreting what I wanted. Um, I will I don't figure know. it out for next time. Fair I enough. I don't know. I think it's season five. Ah. No, maybe it's four. Yeah, it's going to be season four, and I don't know when it's coming. But hey. Uh, what else? I started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. 
Okay. Um, from the beginning, I actually really liked it because basically, basically, what Christian and I have done, we've we've watched a lot of the uh, Captain America films. Yeah. So we, I say a lot. So it's like I watched the first three. one with you guys the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And from that, we went like through all of them. Bucky, no. Including, yeah, exactly. Including the Avengers stuff, like in between. Nice. So we watched them in chronological order, including the Avengers. Oh, sweet! That's great. Um, and that made me want to watch agents of shield again the reason being is that season two of i think it's season two of this is like lines up perfectly with winter soldier where hydra gets kind of released where everybody like shield goes into disarray and hydra like takes over the world for a bit and it literally lines up perfectly so all the stuff in the background goes on in like I think it's season two of Agents of Shield at the same time as like the Winter Soldier film is going down. That's wicked. So it's really good fun just to kind of see all of that. Um, and I forgot how good it is. I mean, there's a lot. I actually never saw it all either. I finished like the first three seasons, and I think there's like six now. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's kind of it. Um, awesome, it, dude. Do you want to give the beer another look now? I would like to, yeah, before we get into tech stuff. So, um, out of uh, five, what would you personally give it? Having let this build on you in terms of even with the cold going away. Two. You Two, you're not a big fan. No. I, do you know what it is? I think it's it's funny. I actually genuinely think I'm ever so slightly allergic to wheat. Okay. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because my entire family is, apparently, except me. <laughs> but it's not not even that. I just don't enjoy it fair enough no no that's good i like that there's different opinions and this is the first time i was thinking about this is that and like before we started was that i actually went into this thinking i'm probably not gonna like this and that's a first wow because i don't remember if i've ever given a beer a low rating on the show probably not no which is why kennedy is exciting because i was like i don't know what you'd think about this no but and i, I haven't be finished it, it and i don't know whether i will Hey, don't bother if you don't want it, man. Mm. I'd, I'd say give it to me and I'll drink it, but I'm not there. <laughs> Just a few hundred miles away. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What about yourself? I'd give this... Um, weirdly enough, this beer reminds me of better beers <laughs> mm. that I've had in uh, when I was out in Prague or when I was elsewhere. You know, unnamed wheat beers that I've had in the... I mm. like wheat beer. I find that this can be very hit and miss. So I'm going to give this a good 3.5 because okay. I have it regularly... It's nothing over the top special, but if I go to the local shop, like when I was doing D&D, and there's all these normal beers, which I'm just kind of a bit sick of, I know that it was something a little bit different and a little bit more sustainy, and it could be a bit heavier, so it'd make me want to eat less. Um, mm. So yeah, I'd give this a, a 3.5 out of 5 uh, for Franz Scana. So we're going to heartily make this, what, a 3? A low 3 in, in total for an average? This is the thing. I, I, I know don't that know that... An average is a fair way of doing it. I mean, that's the point yeah, of an I agree. average. No, you're right. You're right. No, 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 you're right. I think we'll stop doing averages. But then I don't know how to do it if we have a different... Fuck it. No, like, we'll just have that. We'll say, we're two out of three. Um, we're, no, two out of three. Yeah, two, <laughs> no, two out of five. Um, uh, and a three out, 3.5 out of five. So difference. But I like that. For yeah. the first time, we've had very varying results. That's kind of yeah. nice. All right. Um, cool. Let's move on to tech stuff, which we actually have a lot of stuff for. Yeah, we do. 
so CES 2019 has been going on for the last kind of week or so at the time we record this and there's been a lot of stuff to go through. I, I obviously won't even slightly touch the surface on kind of how much stuff there is from all of that. Uh, I sent a link to the tech channel in Discord which kind of wraps it all up nicely. Mm. But the kind of key things that I found interesting were the fact that FreeSync, which is a adaptive sync refresh rate thing for, for gaming monitors and graphics cards. So the idea being that the refresh rate of the monitor matches whatever the frames per second of your graphics card are. So if your graphics card is giving you five frames a second, your monitor will be like, yep, that's fine, here's five hertz. Whereas if you're getting 120 frames a second, 120 hertz, etc., etc. But generally, FreeSync was only available to AMD graphics cards because it was free. Yeah. Which is, it's a free standard, which means the monitor that it has FreeSync built in doesn't cost any more than it would otherwise. However, G-Sync, which is for NVIDIA graphics cards, yes. did have the NVIDIA tax, which is £300 plus onto the kind of price of the monitor. Like, easily. Now, however, that NVIDIA are kind of like adopting the FreeSync standard as well, so it will work. So that's great news. Kinda. Like, overall it's great, but really, we'll see in about a week's time because the new drivers are going to be out how actually useful it is yeah but it I'm is looking for a monitor yeah absolutely and i think the next couple of months will be interesting to see what works and what doesn't uh i've, I've like eaten all these fucking m&ms and i'm now like <laughs> dying <laughs> i reckon it's also the beer maybe maybe we found out that you have a wheat allergy through beer yeah i know that's funny That'd be amazing. I, I like, this, like over Eminem, we've killed him with yeah. Weiss beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Weiss beer kills the Ed. It doesn't help. <laughs> I'm actually now really hot because like this top I'm still wearing from riding earlier is like a thermal top. Oh, fair enough. So yeah, I'm yeah. now really fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually okay. Like this, this place warms up pretty well um, for what it is. I'm actually really cozy uh, with my soup-stained t-shirt on. <laughs> um, but that is that's really wicked. I can't wait to try because I really want to get a, uh, a new monitor, and I've, I'm saving up like Christmas money. I'm spending on my car service, um, mm. and then once I've done my car service, uh, I'm still paying a friend back for gig tickets. But I'm going to start saving up just for you know things like if I have to move back down after this placement, or just for anything, any accidents or anything that happens. I just want to start saving again on mass. But I'm not going to lie, most of the saving is so I can get like a flashy. Uh, screen. I, the only two things or three things I need is anything to improve my computer, a new monitor, and I want to get amazing speakers. Now, the speakers that Ed, actually Ed gave me have been amazing. So I've been using these speakers, Ed, because I can plug my headphones in it. So, like, I, you know, people in this house don't have to hear me swearing 24-7 <laughs> um, or my friends divulging information that they wouldn't want public, if you know what I mean. Not the saying that, yeah, right. you know. But just, you know, it's, it's been very, very useful for that. But it's exciting to be able to think about these things like when you're saying, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And I'm really glad that we do this tech stuff because it does give me that opportunity to actually say, OK, I'll watch it. That's why I got the, the TI. When I got the TI, I'm glad I got it because the prices are still the same for that graphics card, if not slightly more now, mm. which is weird. Yeah, absolutely. Like graphics card prices are weird. 
and actually there's some new stuff kind of coming from AMD, which we'll see. But I, I can't, honestly, like all of the tech stuff from CES, if you want to know more, just go rummage around YouTube, you'll find it. Hmm. One of the other interesting things that I found from there, though, was a walking car prototype. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether you've actually seen any pictures of this thing, nope. but it is it is literally like a car-shaped pod and four legs. So it looks like the big walkers from Star Wars. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. Literally, it's Metal Gear. They're making Metal Gear. That's, this is what's happening, Ed. Okay, okay. I, as... I'm sure, like, Ali will know what you're on about if and you several chuck, other people will. If you chuck a nuclear module on the back of that thing, you've got the new Hyundai Elevate Metal Gear. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what it is. The HE Metal Gear. It's, he the Hemga. The HEMG. Hyundai <laughs> Elevate Metal Gear. I'm saying it I'd now. Like I'm saying that. it now. I'm sure oh, that sort of weapon. shit will happen because, like, anything that's cool will get, like, bought by the military. <laughs> Designed for the first 72 hours of disaster response. What does that mean? Do you know what? I'm sorry, I, don't I cut know. you off. I cut you off with Metal Gear nerdiness. No, so. no. I, I don't know what that means. This is what is very strange. I, it's it's not 100% clear. It's The theory is it can kind of go places where other vehicles can't. Like, it can get itself wherever. Like, up a pile of rubble. Nice. Pick people up. Climb off the rubble. And then just drive to the hospital like a normal car. What the fuck? So it's like a transformer. Yes. Hyundai Optimus Prime, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally it. Um, Auto so Hyundai's uh, rollout. It's just interesting, and it's pretty cool. I mean, it's completely bonkers. That does sound bonkers. Yeah. Um, but what was also bonkers is smart toilets. So is it like the smart toilets of like Japan's toilets, which I would have no idea how to operate? Or what is it? What is a smart toilet? Uh, you can tell Alexa to flush your shit down the toilet. That's amazing. Oh my god. Like, Alexa, initiate bum clean. <laughs> so things like that. And and sorry if anybody plays this stuff oh. through speakers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It works. <laughs> I forgot about this because Jack has an Echo Dot in his room. So <laughs> that set that off, huh? Yeah, she just said something. I think she just said like, I do not think I can do that. Oh, for I should hope sake. not. Oh, I'm so glad it doesn't say anything else. Like calling escorts now. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, so, so you th can actually get this thing weird. to. I guess like something which they are saying is more like I'm not going to talk about this often because there's no point. But B days are starting to come back into fashion apparently. Um, oh really? Especially that apparently they're everywhere in Europe, but they're like nowhere in Britain. So everyone's like, why don't you have a B day? Imagine having a smart, a smart toilet that knows all these different things yeah it's very strange but basically the majority of ces can be summed up by smart everything like from your fridge to your toilet and foldable screens <laughs> Imagine if it could... a smart foldable screen that would be mm. fun it also does so what, what does it mean by fart, F fart. <laughs> <laughs> a smart foldable screen what is what is that all right, so a fart foldable screen, a fart, fart smolderable, fart smolderable. <laughs> so you've got, let's say you've got like a phone. Yeah. Unfold it. Now you have a tablet. Oh. Okay. okay. So, so flip phones are coming back, kind of. Okay. But not. So it's not just this. So the other thing that's really cool. That's kind of like 
the stuff that I'm not really sure is it necessary because yeah. it's foldable, but it's then twice as thick and is just like hard to use. Extra thick. Right. But the interesting thing is that you know how you get like these projector screens that you like unroll from a thing. Yeah. Well, so imagine that the other way around. So you, you know how a, what a sound bar looks like. You've got like that rectangle that sits on your TV stand. Absolutely. Okay. Now, there's no other TV. You can't see the TV. It's just the sound bar. Yeah. You turn it on and the TV comes out the fucking sound bar. Oh, that's cool. Because it is rolled up inside it and it is a full 4K OLED HDR bonkers what? TV from Samsung or whoever. And they're really good. How the hell does that even work? I don't know. A foldable 4K? That's amazing. That'll mm. literally be everywhere. Oh, I've got my, my new fold, foldable 4K so I can watch South Park on the tube. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's it's a bit bonkers, but yeah, it's You're expensive. a foldable 4K. <laughs> I bet they're expensive. How much do you reckon one of those would go for now? Thousands. Thousands like, and thousands. I can't even imagine. Like, no question. Like, I remember when, do you remember like 4K 3D smart TVs came out and it was oh, like geez, six yeah. grand easy and, for a And then they, ch they chucked a little bend in it and called it like a wide, ultra wide, and then it became yeah. that much more expensive. Yeah, it, ridiculous, isn't it? So we'll, we'll see. I think it's very cool tech. It basically means you can put a screen anywhere you like now. Oh, man. And yeah, the, the TV doesn't have to be out all the time. That is cool. So I think that's pretty clever. The, so something slightly different. I finally got enough RAM for my kind of workstation server build thing, which is kind of important to me because I actually don't have enough physical space in my actual gaming PC for all my hard drives and I need them <laughs> now. Like that was the problem with rebuilding my PC into this like shiny glass case and all that. Yeah. I don't have space for hard drives. So literally it's like, it's amazing for the ledger, but it's not right for your work. Yeah, basically. I mean, I can fit two in there, but because I've got most of my drives are like two terabytes and I've got like four of those. Yeah. And I can only fit two in there, which has been fine. But now I need the stuff that is on the other drives and kind of like my Plex library is forever expanding and I just don't have the space. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me. So I actually have RAM that is more than four gigs, but it's still only 12. But that's fine for what I need it to do. It will okay. actually run everything I need it to, um, and it works. Um, I was hoping to get kind of close to 20, but that would kind of be overkill anyway. Um, so we'll see. But that's that's exciting. The I haven't really tested it. I literally, just before the podcast, I just booted it up to make sure the RAM worked, and it does. But my monitor isn't working properly for some reason, so <laughs> there we go. Um, Again, it's slightly different. A new Toyota Supra is finally launching. So this is a classic car. Like the if Supra. you've seen Fast and Furious, the Need for Speed first one. I loved Supras when I played Need for Speed as a kid. Yeah, right. I bet. Yeah. So in the first Fast and Furious one, I'm probably going to be like, get this totally wrong. But I think it's the orange car that Paul Walker gets as his like second car that he then owes Vin Diesel or something. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether it's orange. I feel like it is. It's the scene where he's like next to a guy in a Ferrari on the beachfront and he's like, how much is one of those? More than you can afford, pal. And then just like 
<laughs> destroys him. <laughs> um, so that's going to be interesting. It has been teased for the last like year and a half, and it is finally launching like tomorrow or something. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I obviously will never be able to afford one. I mean, I say never. They're not horrendously expensive. I think they're probably like 40 grand. That's not too bad, like considering how much they've yeah. gone for before. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's pretty much the same as a BMW Z4, the new one. Sorry, Z4. Um, but with a hard top and some Toyota stuff. So we'll see. Because they work together, basically. BMW and Toyota work together to make the new set of twins, basically. Um, so what about your tech stuff? Yeah, so um, I've only got a few. Um, so in terms of tech, I'll, I'll be talking about like my job, um, and not in terms of what I'm doing on my job, but in terms of new ways of approaching what I've known before. So it used to be, say I make a 3D model, I'd make a 3D model in Maya, so I'd construct all the polygons, put it all together, so I make the boat. I'd then bring it into something called Mudbox, where you can then shape the boat so you can make it really nice refined details and then you can either paint textures in Mudbox or you can make maps, what we call them, in um, Photoshop to then put back on the boat. So if you have a box and you flatten the box out, it assumes the form of a cross. So you've got all the mm. different squares and when you fold it back up, it makes a, a, a square, or not square, a, uh, a cube, yeah. technically. Um, so because of that, that's, that's always been my way of doing things. It's always been... Maya to this to this to this so um, when I do things in 2D we use this uh, thing called Nuke and it's all nodal so you have your image you have your footage and unlike After Effects where you then you can then on that layer you then put your keys your color corrects everything's on that layer I mean in Nuke everything's nodal so you have your footage you make a node which will then key it out you have a separate node for coloring so hmm. instead of deleting them in the comp you've got everything in this big node tree except i've been doing that for 3d using houdini and um it's so different so i'm used to if i wanted to render something i'd render it in maya right so yeah. you you make you make make model put texture on it light it rig it if you need to animate it if you need to and then you've got all of your renders in there you chuck that all out you bring it into nuke and then you do all your compositing or 2d work essentially but in Houdini, you you um, you get all your you basically export your model from Maya and you bring it into Houdini, which is a modular nodal system in 3D. Um, okay. Which I used I used that to make this um, water sim in my first place that I worked at, and that was interesting because what you do is we were doing it for a Schweppes commercial, and so you make we had this mountain and there was water pouring off this mountain, so we had to do the water. So I had to build the mountain with them so you make the mountain and then you then have to make emitters that emit water that then fall off so you've got the collision and you've got the water but you actually have to build where the water sits originally so you've got your water and your container now i know i'm saying a lot of shit which a lot of people are like <laughs> what are you talking about now dude but i found that so interesting because when you've got the water flowing so say you run it for 300 frames and you've got this system this water system all flowing down this mountain you can generate mist off of it you can generate steam refractive anything but it's the same with this so like 
I brought this, I, I, I've been doing this model, I brought it into Houdini, and then you can then do all your texture stuff there. So instead of painting it and um, doing stuff in Photoshop, I was painting it in Nuke instead, and then bringing those maps across into Houdini, where I could yeah. then make all my shaders. Instead of doing my shader work, which is basically applying, so if you've got glass, glass is different from wood um, for all many different reasons in terms of material. I can do all that in Houdini. So I can put my maps in there in Houdini and they render everything in there as well. So it's in terms of tech, for me, it's more about learning a new way of doing something that I have been doing anyway. So rendering, there's so many different ways to render. Um, so we've got something called V-Ray, you've got Arnold, Mental Ray, um, you've got Cine Man, I think it is, which is what Pixar uses. Mm. Um, Redshift. There's all these different kinds of renderers, but they all have their own different processes. So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say in tech news is I've been learning a shitload of new tech, um, and it's so it's confusing, but it's also really exciting because it is. I like having different ways of approaching something, and also it makes you better. So if you if you go elsewhere and someone's like, "Can you render in this?" You can say, "Yeah," because I've had experience. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. So it's it's kind of like so adding technical. to your arsenal, right? Absolutely, and it's so technical. Like when I was learning all these maps, you've got maps which will, if you've got a flat surface, something that will kind of say to the model, you need to deformate in this way. So there's no mountain here. This black and white image will create the mountain. Um, there's, you know, uh, if you have like, say, um, a piece of paper, it might be slightly translucent if it's thinner. You can actually set a map which says how much translucency there is. And yeah. I've done this in the past, but to see it, done so quickly within a week making this model and having all these maps there it's so incredible what a computer can govern and what it can recreate um but yeah so i guess what i'm saying is there's lots of new shit it's really cool but i'll keep you updated because i think what i'm going to do before i talk about this stuff next time is actually try and kind of find a way of dumbing it down not because people <laughs> can't understand it but i'm very aware that i'm using a shitload of jargon and gibberish which people will be like what shut stop stop <laughs> um, but yeah so there's so many different ways of approaching my work and it's quite scary as well <laughs> yeah no I, I can absolutely imagine that it's a lot of new stuff going on different ways you can do it and that's kind of the trouble with, with both our jobs there's about a thousand ways to do one thing yeah that's it and each and company none of seems them are to have wrong? that's it and each company has their own way of doing it yeah and it's kind of getting to figure out what you should do in this situation yeah which one's the right one or how to approach it but mm. i think after a few weeks i'll probably get used to that process um otherwise crashes with games so like i've been <laughs> playing battlefield and yesterday i crashed like three times i also realized that when i was playing these games i went back to my bios and i found out that it was it was um doing all of my cores individually so i had to reset it to single cores and then uh. i stopped having blue screens that's weird. I, I, I've never understood how you end up with these settings. I don't know why either. I've not changed a thing. But I had to put it back to single cores and it works mm. fine. I've not had a single crash today. That's a good start. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is also something I need to ask you about because I find this interesting. So because in this house that I'm living in, um, we have Wi-Fi, not cable internet. Um, I've got this little Wi-Fi dongle that works and it's, it's in my computer. Now... Do you think that a dongle, uh, if you put it in the front of the computer, um, can it, with the USB, can it um, heat up and draw too much power and then bust the USB? 
Only if it's fucked. Yeah, okay, that's fine then. Because I was wondering if a few crashes yesterday were... I mean, a few things happened yesterday which were crashing and it gave me no reason. It could just be Battlefield 5 being shit. But it was interesting. But then also, it, when I have the USB in the front, this dongle in the front of the case, mm. I get better reception. If I put it in the back, I get less reception. Yeah, now here's the trouble with these little USB dongles. And now don't get me wrong, they are fantastic for getting you out of jail free. Because you walked into this house, had no idea what to expect. The next day you're up and running with Wi-Fi because yeah. you had nothing. You ordered one on Amazon, it came. Now, I, I did exactly the same thing, except I walked down to like the local Curry's PC World or whatever it was when I was staying at my parents for a week looking after their dog. I tried to get the like the cabled internet working with my power line adapters there, but because of the way their extension is built, it's on a different set of power to the where the like the router is. Yeah. So that didn't work. So I used a Wi-Fi dongle, USB, and it's fine. Now the antenna in those are very, very small. So it doesn't surprise me that being on the top at the front of your case is better than being tucked behind everything. And also, is it better to then actually use my mobile tethering off of my mobile phone than it is using a dongle? Honestly, it depends on a lot of things, but I would probably say no. <laughs> Unless the service coming into the house is garbage. Yeah, because I'm just trying to work out these things now and I find that a very interesting talk point because I will have to try these power line converter thingy-bibs, but I've not even tried it yet. Mm. I mean, I find them really, really handy. I mean, we're our flat is small, but I am not happy with the stability of Wi-Fi. Mm. I'm not Especially happy for stuff like this. Well, that's the thing, because I'm in a shared house and everyone uses it, and it's fair enough, it's fair game, it's everyone's internet. Um, mm. But I also wonder if actually the internet's great, but the dongle is not picking up as much as it should be. Now, I, I, I had a, a challenge when I first built my PC. I bought a PCIe Wi-Fi card, so it plugs inside to the PC for, and gives me Wi-Fi. I was like, yeah, that's great. Like, it's going to be better than a USB dongle. It, it wasn't. It was genuinely <laughs> terrible, and some some are better than others so the dongle could be like only one band which is full like this it's complicated and yes the dongle could be crap or it could be the wi-fi or it could be a combination of everything so i don't know it's the, the only way to test it is like because you've got your laptop right i do not have my laptop yeah okay because i was going to suggest you'd like test it with your laptop like plugged into the box that's not a bad idea, shit. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that another point when I come back one weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny, I was actually building network cables and had to use my laptop to test that as well. <laughs> so that was that was my that was my tech week as well, was cables, which suck to build. I bet. Because they're really fiddly, like and there's just it's just you gotta get like eight cables into like pin-sized holes at the same time in the right order. It just it just doesn't work very well. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got anything else to add? 
No, not really. I think, to be honest, when I get into kind of work and my cycle a bit more, I'll have a lot more interesting things to talk about. I'm going to try and get my car serviced so I can go out and see films. And I think, you know, because it's a new year now, I'm going to start pushing actually doing more things or trying to set some harder challenges, whether they be in video games or otherwise, even in life. Mostly, I mean, you know, I'm here to work, so I've got to do mm. a lot of work whilst I'm here. But I hope in my downtime, I also do things which are a bit more fulfilling. Like yesterday, I did lots of bits, but nothing really felt like I'd achieved much until I got revered with 7th Legion. So it's like, I want to do more. I want to find more. Yeah, absolutely. I know what that's like. So I guess that's, we will wrap up our show. But before we do, we actually have to thank our one and only, as far as I know, reviewer on iTunes mc thomas 25 for their review from months ago now sorry for just getting to this but it's a bit hard to see all the reviews and this is someone from america and i don't know actually know whether you are in our discord if you are please say hi but thank you for your five star review and which says these guys or lads as they say across the ponds are great <laughs> it's just fun listening to them chat and hang out makes you want to just go and have a beer with them if you like gaming movies beer and a good time hanging out with a bud or a mate then give this show a listen. Thank you very much for that. That is exactly what we are intending yeah, to, exactly. to do with this show. That's that's kind of it in a nutshell, really. And we also like hanging out with other people. So honestly, like, if, if anyone really wants to join us on the show and just have a beer, I'm so up for that. Absolutely. We should we can easily arrange that. It's just the beer is always the hardest part to arrange. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It was even difficult today-ish. Thankfully, you chose a fairly, like, easy to get beer i did yeah it might be in the case in the future that me and ed actually have multiple beers also this year i'm gonna start making a list of beers that we have on the show so i actually know what we've reviewed because yeah. i didn't do that last year like an idiot so that was the show thank you for joining us follow us on twitter at slackers underscore studio and join our discord at the link in the show notes we'd love to hear your feedback so please drop us a review if you're on itunes just like mc thomas 25 did or send us an email at slackers nope i got that completely Aha! wrong jack read it out uh, the slackers mailbox at gmail.com yes now we now have to do our outro for the first time in different cities so in a three two one <laughs> go. don't let your blah, shit <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I fucking three two one and then wait okay right so the timing has to be right so three two one and then we go into it yep okay all right all right all right three three two, two one, one. Don't, Don't let, let your, your boss, boss catch you slacking. slacking. Until, Until next time, we've been, been your slackers. slackers. He can't shut me up because I'm not there. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care, and keep on slacking.